Welcome to Drinking Bros Sports, brought to you by KillCliffCBD.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. For access without lines and action without limits, MyBookie has you covered. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Use promo code DRINKINGBROS for a 50% match up to $1,000 with MyBookie.ag. That's a 50% match up to $1,000 with MyBookie.ag. What is up? Welcome to the baseball show. I am your host, Rob Fox, and I am joined, as always, by baseball superfan Dan Holloway. As you yeah, tell. I mean, that's, that's what I like to be called. Yeah, just super fan. Yeah. Super anything. I have good news for you. Uh, Mike, this is breaking. Mike Soroka's body refuses to heal. Nice. Uh, this is uh, broken by Sports Talk ATL. Uh, release this where I saw it. Soroka's body rejected the sutures in his Achilles, and now his timetable is a complete guessing <laughs> game. Well, to be honest, there's no point in him coming back this year anyways. You think it's a lost cause for the Braves at this point? Seven and a half out. I mean, look, they could come back and win that division for sure. But I mean, when the, the year the Nats won the World Series, they, were, they looked like dog shit mm-hmm. until up, up to the all, all the way up to the All-Star break, I would say. I mean, we'll see. Until, um, until the trade deadline's over, you, you don't really know. Uh, they did pull up a guy from the minors uh, that's one of their top prospects. He's pretty good. We'll see what happens with him. But... I don't know. I mean, if Soroka and Anua come came back and the other guys continue to perform at a high level, they would have a great staff, but their bullpen is hopelessly Dog fucked. Shit. I mean, there's you I don't think you can go out at the trade deadline and get enough to fix that bullpen, frankly. Probably not. <clears throat> it's hopeless. That mm. bullpen is hopeless. And honestly, there's nothing worse than watching a team with a shitty bullpen. No, I would ra- I'd rather so watch frustrating. I'd rather watch a team with a shitty offense uh, at, or like a shitty rotation, mm-hmm. but like a good offense or something. Like just when it's the, when the only problem is the bullpen, it feels like the worst because you're yeah. just like how you couldn't find like four <laughs> guys. You don't even they don't even need to be elite. You just, just like four reliable dudes. Now I think the Braves have as a team. I think they have eleven saves and thirteen blown saves, or maybe it's That's, vice versa. Maybe it's thirteen saves and eleven blown. Regardless, but it's <laughs> pathetic. I mean, if, it's, if you're anywhere close to fifty fifty. Yeah. It's absolutely fucked. This is one of the worst bullpens I've ever seen. The only reliable person, if you want to call him reliable, frankly, has been uh, Will Smith. And even he's got a 4.39 ERA, although the ERA is not a huge factor for a reliever. No. Uh, he's, What's his whip? He, his whip is 1.13, which isn't great, frankly. For a reliever. It's like, yeah. That'd be excellent for a starter. <laughs> right. Uh, but... He's only blown one save. He's saved 12 games. So he's 12 out of 13. You can't really argue with that. Um, but aside from him, the rest of the bullpen is terrible. And, I, again, I just don't see how – I don't see how you can go out there and get more help. I mean, if, if – Without getting f- fleeced. Right. If Soroka and Anoa both came back in August, like, was a potential at some point, and maybe it still is, I don't know. Max Fried, Soroka, Anoa – and Charlie Morton, that's a pretty good four-man rotation Ian for Anderson the playoffs. Ian Anderson as the fifth is... Yeah, so maybe he goes back into mop-up work, or maybe he starts somewhere, too, if it's a favorable matchup. But <clears throat> Chris Martin's terrible. Uh, Luke Jackson is the worst player in baseball history. Yes. Uh, I hate him so much. I, it, 
he just causes me pure rage. Right. How does he have a job? I have no idea. Like he's a millionaire. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the one bright point, the one unexpected bright point, and I guess it wasn't really all that unexpected because uh, he, of the family he comes from, but William Contreras, we talked about him the week before last week or last yeah, I week. Think, yeah. The new Molina family. Yeah, basically. I mean, he's got six home runs and 20 RBI this season. So he's on pace. Uh, and then he, he's on pace to play 80 games and have 15-50, right? 15 home runs, 50 RBI, and score about 70 runs, which, you know, he, he – or I'm sorry, uh, 40 runs, rather. <clears throat> um, if you, you know, stretch that out – and he's a rookie, so you can't do that. But if you stretched out over a full season for a catcher, what do they catch, like 130 games maybe yeah. these days? You know, you're still looking at like 25 home runs, 70 plus RBI. He he is a legit He's major legit. league ball player. Also, uh, a very good defender, but seems like he's still getting used to the Braves pitching staff. Yeah, I, I think that's. <clears throat> you could probably attribute some of the bullpen problems too to the fact that Darno's not calling games anymore. Maybe, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, I mean that's a skill. You don't see that skill. You, there's a lot of young catchers that show up and they can hit really well. You don't see a whole lot of excellent receivers showing up early. I think uh, Buster Posey was probably the last one of those to just come out of the gate and be a very good receiver. Yeah. Uh, uh, and also be able to hit uh, and call a game. Calling a game is not easy. Like, you have, to know, you have no. to know your pitcher intimately. Not only what his stuff is, but what his stuff is that day and what he can get done when he doesn't have his best stuff. Then you have to know all the hitters as well. Right. It's a lot of information going on there. And that's the reason why, aside from pitchers, Catchers are typically the worst hitter on the team. Right, because who gives a shit? Right. Frankly, they're, but also their intellectual uh, bandwidth is being used elsewhere in a lot of ways, I think. Um, we're, by the way, we're watching this. <clears throat> speaking of Buster Posey. Yeah, speaking of Buster Posey, we're watching the Giants uh, game right now. They are playing, what, the Diamondbacks? Yeah. the uh, 5-0. The Diamondbacks are terrible. Uh, the Giants are their best team in baseball for now the it's which is still i think we talked about it two weeks ago we're like well we'll see in a couple weeks and yeah they're still fucking there and uh their surprise cy young candidate is on the mound right now fucking dealing again against kevin the, gossman yep former brave who a lot of people are probably you know try to could maybe explain it away in certain ways like oh kevin gossman uh it's a fluke, and he's playing in a pitcher's park, and he has a decent defense behind him, but mostly the pitcher's park thing. And also, he gets to pitch to teams like the Diamondbacks, uh, although he also has to against, pitch against the Dodgers and, um, and the yeah, Padres. I mean, he went into L.A. and threw six shutout innings right. the other day at Dodger Stadium. He went to Arizona, which is a relatively friendly hitter's park, I would say. It is typically number two or three on yeah. the list all, at all times. Blanked them. Uh, the start before that, he was at Cincinnati, a great American ballpark, as a goddamn launching pad. Blank them as well. Look, these aren't great teams, but he's going into fucking hitter-friendly places and doing it over and over again. He's also continued to do it post-scrutiny on the spin rate thing, right? Yep. So uh, I think he's legit this year. His last start was a little, I wouldn't even call it shaky. He just It was a seven-inning game, so he pitched four innings, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, uh, I, I think maybe he threw... Uh, you have to work for he, it. He, yeah, he threw, what, 64 pitches, and then they just brought in a guy for long relief afterwards. I don't know why. Who knows? It was the first yeah. game of a doubleheader, so yeah. you never know. That's kind of weird. But, <clears throat> I mean, whatever. Um, already, oh, I'm sorry. He could, his career 
Winthrop replacement high is 3.1. He's already at 2.5 this year. Yeah, he'll beat that before the All-Star break, probably. To be yeah. honest, in his next two starts, he'll probably get up there. He has always been a guy. So what I was going to say is he's always been, and he's pitching right now. Good pitch. Nice pit. Whoa, he got fucked on that. Man, he is not happy. No. No. I mean, that if you're going to have a, 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 a strike called a ball, that's probably one of the main locations that's going to happen. High Maybe end. a little bit off the plate there. I nope. mean, no, it's it definitely hit, on the plate. Hit the uh, zone. But I mean, high and away. Is high and away splitter. I mean, one that floats up around your eyeballs and then all of a sudden comes down at the end. That's kind of, I don't know why that would be hard to gauge, but you know it is because of hitters and how they react to high fastballs that are around where their hands are typically. It looks so good because it's at your eye level, but you cannot hit that pitch unless you're Vladimir Guerrero, basically. Um, Leads off David Peralta with a fucking changeup out of the gate. One of the most perfect changeups I've ever seen thrown. That was a very good pitch. So one thing with Gossman, I remember when he came over to the Braves, uh, all the kind of nerdier, statier guys, and here's a double play ball from Gossman, gets right the fuck out of it because he's pitching out of his mind this yeah. year. 1-4-3 uh, ERA prior to this game. And, uh, you know, his peripherals aren't uh, aren't much worse. Uh, and he's got a, I mean, K per nine over 10, which is <clears throat> That's know. a good sign, yeah. yeah. What, what is his uh, strikeout to walk ratio? Uh, okay to walk. Let's see. I gotta dive down the fucking uh, K to walk. Five point three nine. Wow, really? Yeah. <laughs> so he's striking out uh, ten guys every nine innings and walking two people, basically. Yeah. Fair enough. Pretty good. It's not bad. Yeah. Pretty I mean, good. That's 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 a, that's a lot of pitches. By he's the way, throwing though. He is, uh, he's not throwing a lot of pitches. He's at 54 pitches. He's about to get out of the. Yeah, I mean, just if you look at those numbers on the surface, that would be a lot of pitches. If he's striking out two and walking, or uh, striking out 10 and walking two every game, that's a minimum of uh, 30 plus. Eight, 38. 38. Yeah. Just on those. But, you know, I mean, 10 of those are outs, right? That's a 30 or out. So. Yeah. And he does pitch to contact very well. We saw it in this inning. So he walks the leadoff hitter on uh, what was probably a strike. And then the second pitch of the at-bat gets Pearl to the ground into an easy double play. Yep. So and then another, another easy ground ball, yeah. ground ball to get out of it. <clears throat> Gossman was always a guy, though, that they were like, no, you don't understand. Like, he's, his peripherals are great. His stuff is really good. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, can he put it together at any point? Yeah. And he actually kind of had not. And... To basically prior to coming to the Braves, it was like, well, he was on a shitty, shitty, mostly shitty Baltimore teams. Right. <clears throat> and uh, although the 2014 Baltimore team was good, that he was a second year starter on, mm. uh, and he had a 357 ERA for them. But, you know, he was floating in the mid threes for his entire career, yeah. if, if not worse. And he's finally this year uh, on a good team in a friendly ballpark mm. doing work. Although he did it last year, too. He had a 1 1. Uh, whip last year, you know, obviously last year was kind of a, a shit show, but right. a 1-1 whip for a starting pitcher is pretty damn good. I mean, if you're, al- if you're only allowing just over one base runner a game, 1.1 means every nine innings you're, you allow 10 base runners, basically. Yeah. So that's pretty fucking good. Well, that's, so that's kind of been where he's 
had problems in the past, if anything. Like his 1.34, 1.31. Yeah, that's, that's a wild. That's not rate. good. You need to be under 1.25 to be a serviceable starter, I think. Or to be like a starter you could consider like when you know he's on the mound. You're like, okay, all right. He, yeah. he'll, he'll probably do a good job today. Uh, and he's had one, two of those years prior to this year. And this year's whip is uh, .78. Damn. Not too fucking bad. No, that's, uh, I mean, that's, that's good for a reliever, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. That's a guy <laughs> who you're just fine with, like, pitching one inning. Uh, let me look at the whip leaders here, actually, because I guarantee he's top five. Yeah, you would think so. But the, this year's been kind of crazy, so who knows? He is third mm. right now behind DeGrom, of course, who is .51, which is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. I mean, his ERA is almost that low, too. It's .53, right, or .54 now? .54. Also, DeGrom has uh, driven in more runs than he's allowed. When's the last time that happened with a pitcher other than the 1919 Babe Ruth year, I think, was the last one, probably? Uh, well, I don't know if Otani's doing it. Uh, yeah, he certainly is. He's you not giving so. up. He hasn't given up forty earned runs this year. There's no way. I wouldn't think. Hang on, let me look. Um, because he's got nineteen fucking home runs now. By right. the way, so let's see. Shohei Otani. I have to. I have to navigate Ooh. through all this to see. Yeah, he's got forty-seven RBI. Yeah, he probably so hasn't, far probably hasn't loved that. Yastrzemski just got uh, hit on the foot with a curveball. So this is actually what's interesting to me about the Giants is. What the fuck is going on with their offense? Because as we talked about like two weeks ago, they're all pitching, kind of, for yeah. the most part. Yeah, they are. But, you know, they, they're scrappy. They tend to fucking get runs put together. He definitely leaned into that one and kicked his foot back <laughs> to get hit. But, hey, what are you going to do? Um, <clears throat> yeah, Otani's got – he's given up 19 earned runs, and he is driven in 47. Yeah. There's no – like, there's no way. That he's not going to have more RBI than right. than earns earn runs allowed. They would probably stop pitching him if he started to get that bad. Yeah, you would think so. I mean, he'd have to completely blow up. You got uh, Wilmer Flores at the plate, it, the, and you know what's funny about this Giants team that is in first place is that um, it is a bit reminiscent of the Giants teams that won the World Series, where the pitching was great, and you're kind of just like. How the fuck are these hitters beating everyone? Yeah, because you remember, like when Pablo Sandoval blew the, blew up the uh, Rangers in the 2010, 2012 World Series. I can't right. Um, his regular season was not that amazing. No, and that happens sometimes. I mean, there's some guys that just perform and and postseason play, whether it's because of matchups or op- more opportunities, or maybe there's like Robert Ori. I mean, look, Robert Ori never would have had seven championships if it weren't for the fucking Hall of Famers that he was on teams with. Let's be real about that. But those Hall of Famers wouldn't have those rings without him making those shots either. Right. So, you know, I I don't put too much. That's why I think that it is unfortunate that playoff numbers, particularly in baseball, since playoffs have been expanded since the 90s, aren't included in some of these statistical categories for career. I mean, if you're a fucking member of the 90s Yankees, I feel like you should be rewarded. For playing an for, entire extra season? For, not only for playing an entire extra season, but being, on a, being a team that's good enough to get there, playing all the games, and then putting up those numbers right. after all that. You should yeah. get rewarded for that some way other than 
Like if you're an Oakland A, for example, you at least played three extra games a year for a while. <laughs> it was usually only three or four or five maybe, but you did play them. And it, and it adds up. A lot of people did had a lot of success in those games. So what the fuck? Yeah. I, mean, I, I kind of think, we've talked about this before, but I kind of think that uh, here's Brandon Belt, who is, uh, I asked Affelt to, to I, check this out. I don't know if you've seen this before. I asked Affelt about this, how he's huge and his bat looks tiny. Maybe he's using a bigger <laughs> bat now. We'll, we'll zoom out. Yeah, no. He look, oh, it looks tiny, yeah. Yeah, that bat looks teeny tiny. Is he, he can't be that big. I mean, is he? Um, he's six three, so no. Uh, let me see what bat size. Um, da, 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 da. yeah, if you guys it's aren't aware, thirty four thirty one, so it's not that small. I mean, I wonder if it's the way he holds it. Maybe. I mean, he does. He does look awkward as shit up there. Some people have used giant bats over the years, though. Like uh, Julio Franco, for example, he used, <laughs> he used. He used. Not only did he have himself corkscrewed into that weird ass stance, he used a thirty-six inch bat. Right. That's an inch longer than any. Like I think Bonds used a thirty-five, and he choked up like an inch. Yeah. I've never heard of anybody using a thirty-six inch bat before. Well, a lot of times with that, it's more about the barrel, right? Right. You, and the weight. Because mm. I remember there was an early story from Chipper's career where uh, he was in the minor leagues, and I think it was Hank Aaron saw the bat he was swinging, but it could be wrong. Uh, it, was, it was, it was, I definitely know it was a, a, a black Braves uh, alum who was really good. I think it was Aaron though, um, and the guy like saw what Chipper was swinging and was just like, "Yeah, no." Like you need to upgrade that. You're swinging with a toothpick. You're not going to yeah. hit shit in the major leagues with well, that. So, uh, force is what mass times velocity squared, right? So yeah. if you try to hit a ball that's coming towards you that has inertia, and if you take Newt- oh, oh whoa. nice try, beat the if, shift there. If you take Newtonian physics uh, into consideration, you can't there, there, you can't generate enough kinetic energy with a with a bat that's too small to actually hit the ball hard yeah. like that. You just can't. It won't work. You know, like, there will be a ceiling to how hard you can hit the ball at some point. And I think that's what Julio did. Like, Julio was just like, I need to keep upgrading the weight and length of the bat yeah. because I'm 48. I mean, technically speaking, if the bat itself is heavier, if you're able to put the barrel on the ball, you're going to get more force. Yeah. That's, it's, the, it's math, right? Yeah. Technically speaking. It's the ability to handle... Uh, that size bat and get it through the strike zone in a, in a way that we can actually make contact. But Julio Franco clearly didn't have trouble with that shit. I mean, he had that dumbass stance and, you know, <sighs> I don't know if you ever, even towards the end when he played for the Brazos last couple of years, he would, they would be doing interviews in the clubhouse and he would be in the background somewhere with his shirt off. And I'm like, holy shit, that dude yeah. looks like a fucking 20-year-old bodybuilder, yeah. not a 46-year-old man, because who knows how old that bitch really was. <laughs> well, I don't think Julio Franco was lying about his age because he said he wanted to play until he was 50, and he didn't quite accomplish that Mass in the MLB. Mass times acceleration, excuse me, not velocity. Okay. And not squared either. Uh, Anyways, yeah. And I think... Wow. Oh, Jesus Christ. God damn it. This is the fucking... Is that J.J. Redick out there? Isn't he supposed to be a good outf- outfielder? Uh, Redick's the NBA player. Oh, not J.J. Uh, no. So it is like J.J. Redick out there. Yeah. No. Redick, that used to play for the fucking... Uh, uh, Josh Redick. 
Josh, is that his name? Josh Reddick? That's yeah. not him, though. That guy's a ginger. No. no, that guy's deep ginger. Josh Reddick, not JJ. And he plays for Houston now. Okay. Good uh, Lord. I mean, this was a fly ball. Yeah, this is a routine fly ball, honestly. That, that's, that's the type of thing where, like, if that happened to you in beer league softball, like, on your team, you'd yeah, be you like, get, God damn it, you dude. Get, you get roasted afterwards for sure. Yeah. Uh, DeGrom uh, got an MRI, by the way, for that UCL. It's uh, clean, so it's not an actual tear. It's just a sprain. He said he heard a pop, but something, that can happen sometimes. Yeah. It's the same thing that happened to Nolan Ryan early in his career, too. Um, oh, by the way, since uh, no one touched that ball, that was a triple. Yeah. If you guys don't know how outfield error scoring works. Yeah. Although they did come up with something in the early 2000s called a team error. Where it's just which like is a- where two guys bungle one play. Yeah. And so they just, it's nobody individually gets an error, but the team gets an error. That may have been that list. No, it's a triple. And it's a first and probably only career triple. <laughs> Literally. You got to like that home field scorer. Well, I mean, it's also, there's a lot of triples hitting this ballpark. Because, yeah, it's cavernous. Yeah, it's I've, weird. I've never been. I've heard it's the best <laughs> ballpark in the majors. Best at what? Just the, I just like the most fun, not maybe necessarily the most fun, but just the most scenic, like the best looking and the food. It's pretty really cool. Good. Yeah, the food's all right. Uh, everybody's wild about the garlic fries there, but half the time the garlic is undercooked and there's nothing worse than undercooked garlic. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's like slimy and fucking weird. But yeah. uh, the food's OK. The best food I've had at a Major League Baseball stadium is got to be either Kauffman in Kansas City or Minneapolis. Yeah. Those are the two best. I've Which had. barbecues at Kaufman again? Uh, man, I don't remember. There's like is six. Is Joe's there? And, uh, let me check. Because I think Gates is there, but Gates is dog shit. Gates' sauce is good, but their barbecue is not. It is. Gates, man, I'm trying to think what like the equivalent of Gates would be for another type of food. Like like if like ta- what, what's like the Gates of Austin tacos or something? Like it's, oh, yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> not good. Gate, and it's, it's, there's like a weird. Torchies? No, Torchies is good gates is not like i understand being like oh torchies is kind of corporate now or whatever but like torchies still tastes good gates has never been good let's see where to find barbecue and wings no rudy's is a good actually like rudy's has great brisket i don't care what what are you talking about rudy's dick dick dickies or whatever that shitty barbecue place that's here in texas that's rudy's that's rudy's no no no. not that dickies is midwestern hold on i think there's some dickies here dickies barbecue pit they're all over the place. Are they in Texas? I thought yeah. it was more a Midwestern thing. Or uh, Bill Mars. Yeah, yeah Bill, Bill Miller's. Bill Miller's. Yeah, that's the place I was thinking of. Yeah. Bill Miller's is fucking nasty. Awful. Bill Miller's is like, uh, they get all the leftovers from all the other barbecue places <laughs> and then throw them in the fucking toilet and then serve them to you after that. But that's for some reason, is. there's always a fucking line in the morning. For yeah, because you can get fucking meat in 10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That is handy. Uh, Let's see where to find barbecue at Coffin Stadium. There's brisket, a chew, A C H O. I don't know what the fuck that is. Uh, rookie sandwich is there. Barbecue pulled pork pizza, uh, and that's it. But I don't know. It doesn't say any brand names specifically. But it does say which sections you can get it in. So that's that? weird because I know uh, the um, could be LCs too there. Uh, the Austin uh, FC Stadium has uh, Valentina's. And, <laughs> oh, wow, really? Yeah. Shit. And I, I would go there just for that. Right. Because that's Q2 is closer to my house than Valentina's is. <laughs> I'll just go to the soccer match and fucking get food and then leave. I know. I love Valentina's. The only thing I'm mad at them for is moving further away. Yeah, it's like 25 minutes They're, or 20 minutes. They, they got a brick and mortar in Buda. Oh, God, why? 
think it's probably just it's even further away than it was it yeah. was like 25 minutes or so from downtown before right it was minutes. right by my house and now yeah now they're fully in Buda. i'm not going out there i mean they couldn't they couldn't find a, a brick and mortar anywhere else i assume not uh it's not easy god damn it bill schofield says uh Jack Stacks is the best ribs in KC. I've never had ribs at Jack, Jack Stacks. Jack Stacks is, is okay. Jack Stacks is where you go if you want to like sit down. And yeah, Jack's, but Jack Stacks, to be honest, is kind of like a fucking Texas Roadhouse. It's, it's, it, the food is fine most of the time, although Texas Roadhouse is really, the quality has gone way down over the last couple of years. Yeah. Like I go in now, uh, if I'm in a, an emergency and I need a steak in a place that doesn't have good steakhouses, I'll go there because at least I know they have what I'm looking for, but it's usually a poor quality cut of meat. Unfortunately, I I liked <laughs> Jack Stacks. It's the same way. Jack Stacks to me is kind of like. Uh, have you had Lambert's yet downtown in Austin? Uh, is it Lambert's or Lambert? <laughs> uh, I pronounce it Lambert's. I don't know actually. I just don't like to accuse anybody of being French unless I'm 100 percent sure. It's they Lambert's. Are. It's not. Uh, that's fair. Okay, yeah, good. That's fair. Good for them. Yeah, you don't want to miss miss uh, Francophile someone. No. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's way worse than using a racial slur, in my opinion. I agree. I actually had a, a plan um, that I think we should do to become a more inclusive society for the LGBT mm. community, where we replaced calling something gay with calling it French. Mm. Yeah, because nobody gives a fuck about French people. No. And it kind of works. And if they did, they shouldn't. Right. Why would you? Frankly. Like, just think yeah. about it. Like, dude, this, this don't be so fucking French. I just, uh, the French, ever since General Lafayette... Actually, that's not true. A French uh, cavalry regiment on horseback took down a co- like a company of Third Panzer Division tanks. Really? That's, yeah, that's pretty impressive. So it wasn't just Tom Hanks with his sticky bombs, right? Right. Like that actually happened in real life. Yeah, which is pretty impressive. But uh, what now were they were they mounted or was it more like they uh, were on horseback and they were fighting tanks? It doesn't none of the other details really matter. Right. You know what I mean? Well, that's what I mean. Were they mounted mid fight like the Polish Hussars when the Germans invaded oh, yeah, Poland know. or was it like, yeah, know. you know, dismounted cavalry? I don't know. I'm impressed regardless. But yeah, but it's it's I've got this theory about Western Europe, especially that uh, all their alphas got killed during World War Two. And that's why they're all fucking pussies now. Two or one. Both. Yeah, they really got alpha out. Yeah, both. I would, I guess, yeah. Yeah, they, they got like, it got weeded out pretty hard. Yeah. Um, speaking of getting weeded out, um, Chris Paul is out, not because he's tested positive for anything or any of that shit, but because he went into the stands to hug his parents. He's on COVID protocols right now. And yeah, he but hasn't. There's tested been no positive. mention of him testing, no. showing symptoms, or any of that no. shit. No, and he's vaccinated. They, they did it punitively because he went into the stands, which is against the protocol, apparently. But they didn't do shit to LeBron James for going to a party. For going to a party, right? So this this dude goes into the stands and hugs his parents, and LeBron James goes to a party. I th- they're doing this for show because he had already wrapped up his series. Yeah. So they're going to slap him on the wrist until the next series starts. There's no way he doesn't play in game one. No. The problem, though, is he can't participate in any team activities right now. He can't practice with the team at all. Yeah. That's a, that's a fucking problem. That's if the not point great. guard and the lead of your team can't fucking practice with the team. Uh, it seems like, I don't know if Chris Paul's cursed or what the deal is. I mean, look, it wasn't the smartest thing he's ever done. But that's why that's what we mean when we say lead by example. If the fucking number one superstar and your fucking league does something, 
and everybody shrugs it off. You're like, oh, okay, I don't have right. to do that either. If he, I, it, Paul and the Players Association should be fucking hammering this. They should be suing this shit. He actually is one of the higher ups in the Players Association. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He might be the president of it. Uh, he was, I think, for a little bit. If he's not the president, he's definitely the, the delegate from the Suns. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know why they're not filing a grievance about this. By the way, Gossman with an absolutely filthy pitch at the bottom of the strike zone there. Real quick, while the uh, Giants and Gossman keep dominating here, I'm going to read some ads. We're going to start with MyBookie, MyBookie.ag. They are our favorite gambling website. We love them. You can bet anything on MyBookie, by the way, not just sports. Uh, You can find some weird, hilarious stuff on there to bet on, but we mostly bet sports. And uh, we have an awesome promo code with MyBookie. Use the promo code DRINKINGBROS for a 50% match up to $1,000. That means if you um, deposit $1,000 into MyBookie, they'll give you a free $500. And a free $500 seems pretty chill. I don't know. I'm into that typically. And obviously, there's a lot of great stuff to to bet this weekend. The U.S. Open is going on. And if you didn't watch our uh, gambling preview of that yesterday with Dan Register and uh, his pal Dave Ruff, check that out. Dan is the best golf gambler I've ever met it's unbelievable i just steal his picks at this point um check that episode out to get his picks uh or you know you can do the normal stuff and uh bet uh the nba playoffs and the mlb i always say uh bet the overs on um you know high volume scores like joel Embiid or uh, donovan mitchell or uh, devin booker even though booker's not playing right now because they're they've advanced to the next round but uh i love doing stuff like that but anyway Whatever you want to do, go to mybookie.ag and use the promo code Drinking Bros to have 50% of your deposit matched up to $1,000. That's mybookie.ag. They are the best. They are the most fun. Live lines, pregame lines, weird props, fun props, cool prop, player prop, whatever you want. I mean, mybookie is just, just rad. Love them. Next up, we have Ghostbed, ghostbed.com. They are one of our oldest sponsors. We love those guys. So much. They are the best. And uh, I don't know what to tell you. It's the best mattresses in the world. Like, you just need to order it. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Use the promo code drinking bros to get 30% off everything. But they are also having a flash sale right now uh, where you can get 40% off Ghostbed bundles where you get a mattress and an adjustable base. Uh, or you can use, like I said, the promo code drinking bros to get 30% off everything. It's like cooling pillows, obviously, mattresses and bases as well. Um, I mean, they have all kinds of good, uh, good shit. It's they're, they're the best mattresses in the world. Uh, you know, great price, great quality, great comfort, cooling technology on the mattresses. And like I said, on the pillows, um, the adjustable base is, is awesome. It's, you know, you can like sit up in, in the mattress if you want. Uh, they have 15 massage modes. I mean, it's ridiculous. Ghostbed is, is rad. Uh, they have a 101 night sleep trial as well. And like I said, the 20 year warranty, warranty, uh, 0% down, 0% APR financing, uh, you need to have a, like a not like hobo credit score to get that, but you know, um, typically you should be able to get it. Uh, it's sleep so good that it is scary. Ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. I cannot stress enough how great that company is. And finally, we have Killcliff CBD. Go to killcliff.com to get this incredible CBD drink, the Flame and Joe, which is Joe Rogan's drink. It's like a spicy pineapple. Uh, it's really good. I like it with tequila, especially. Uh, it is back in stock, and um, they have new commemorative cans for the uh, Flame and Joe. Go to killcliff.com and uh, use the promo code 
Drinking Bros. Again, that's killcliff.com. Use the promo code Drinking Bros. And you get 30% off of uh, any product, let alone, not just CBD, but their uh, energy drink as well. But their CBD products are awesome. They have great flavors. Uh, I mentioned the Flamin' Joe. Mango Tango is really good. Orange Kush, the goat, which is the greatest of all time. My favorite, my personal favorite is Strawberry Days. I love that one. Or you can get a variety pack as well if you want. Um, for a limited time only, the promo code Drinking Bros will get you 30% off. That is right. Go to killcliff.com and use the promo code Drinking Bros to get 30% off on drinks and apparel if you want a t shirt or a hat or whatever. And their energy drinks, their energy drinks are good too. No sugar, twenty dollars uh, per ca- or twenty calories per can. Not twenty dollars per can at all. Uh, it's they're affordable. I, I just can't talk today. Uh, by the way, both their CBD drinks and their uh, energy drinks have B vitamins, electrolytes. Great for hangovers. Either one of them. Um, it, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say other than I actually just really love drinking Killcliffs. I have about two a day: one CBD and one energy. Uh, so, once again. Killcliff is offering Drinking Bros an exclusive offer, 30% off. Go to killcliff.com and use the promo code Drinking Bros. That is K I L L C L I F F.com and use the promo code Drinking Bros to take advantage of this 30% off offer. Let's get back to the game. Yeah, he's this, this is probably going to be a shutout, to be honest, uh, unless they just decide not to leave him in the whole game. I don't know why you wouldn't. Give your bullpen a day off, let this guy go. I like Nick Ahmed, by the way. I think he's a good player. He just plays on the worst team in baseball history right now yeah Dimebacks are a weird team I just I just like I'd never know what to make of them I never really they're kind of like the angels where I'm like do they have fans I have actually family in Arizona and their kids are pretty into the Dimebacks <laughs> so I guess I think they have a lot of fans like I've been to I've been to a couple of games one spring training but I've been to uh uh I went to a game in Arizona earlier this year. They had, I mean, it was, it was sold out for the capacity limitation. Yeah. And uh, they, I don't think they've had too much of an issue getting people in the seats there because it's right downtown. It's like a five-minute walk from all the hotels right there on the main street, yeah. which is nice. Um, the area is super nice. There's not a lot of riffraff around. There's a lot of uh, bars and businesses around. It's like a, a kind of modeled after... Uh, north of Chicago, where like how Wrigley's set up on a corner right yeah, there, yeah, yeah. and then you have all the stuff built around it. That's how they built that area, yeah. so it's nice. But well, that's how they're doing all the ballparks. Yeah, though. now right. for sure. Yeah, but all the teams in in Arizona suck. I mean, the Cardinals had one of the top five receivers of his generation, and maybe a top ten receiver of all time for like thirteen years, and didn't right. do a goddamn thing with a dude. Well, they should. They had Anquan Bolden and Larry Fitzgerald at the same time. They should have won that Super Bowl. Go they Suns! Fu- they fucking blew that. Suns are their only hope right now. Yeah, yeah, they're the only ones even close. I mean, it's certainly not going to be fucking the Cardinals. Uh, I mean, you know, I like Kyler and Cliff, and they have uh, how how old is their fucking. Uh, the dude from the Texans that they got uh, the receiver. Hopkins. I don't know, 29, I think. Or he's probably 30 now. I think it was 29 when they traded him. DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah. Hold on, let me look. Young enough that he's still got a couple years left. He's I mean, great. There's no question about that. Yeah. He's 29 now. Oh, he'll be, yeah, he turned 29 on June yeah. 6th. Oh, and didn't they get, did they get J.J. Watt? Um, I think so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they did, yeah. Yeah, but that's, I mean, look, J.J. Oh, Watt fuck. is a third down fucking yeah. guy at this point, right? right. I mean, that's where you're going to get the most out of him. By the way, uh, Gossman's still dealing. Just like punishing the bottom of the zone. 
and still pretty fucking efficient. Uh, I, so this is funny. So Goffman, uh, uh, Gossman right here, right? It struck, just struck out uh, whoever the fuck that was. Oh, is that the guy who dropped the fly ball? No, that's the pitcher. The, the guy that dropped okay. the fly ball was a ginger. I couldn't tell. They look a little gingery. Uh, so Gossman's funny. His fastball goes like, he's about 94, 95 velocity. Mm-hmm. Last night, uh, I was working on some shit, and every, when, I, you know, when I do that, I'll take breaks and like, look at, you know, fuck around on YouTube for like right. 15 minutes. <clears throat> I was watching the uh, first inning of the Game 7 of the 96 NLCS between the Cardinals and the Braves because mm-hmm. it's hilarious, and I just wanted to feel good about myself and the Braves for a minute. Uh, and so it was in Atlanta, so you know, the Cardinals bad at first. They didn't do anything, and Glavin was the pitcher that day. Right. It... I mean, it, it looks like he's soft tossing. Yeah, he's barely throwing the ball. Yeah. I mean, he threw – I, I don't know what his average fastball was, but it wouldn't, it, it wouldn't have been a surprise to me to see him throw a first pitch, like, 87-mile-per-hour fastball. Yeah. Like, that's just what he did. Gossman, who is not a hard thrower, just threw a 97-mile-per-hour fastball. Yeah, he nibbles still, though, yeah. despite having stuff like that. So – Everybody's throwing harder, and it, there's people were talking on Get Up this morning about uh, Degrom and how he's added four miles per hour to his fastball. Mm-hmm. Like there's, we I don't know if we've ever seen anything like that before. He is very close to his average velocity being a hundred. Yeah, like he is inching his way. He like he's at like ninety nine point two or something right now. Right, which <clears> is just <throat> fucking insane. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, a ninety mile per hour fastball, you have four tenths of a second to react. Yeah. I don't know how much farther it goes down when it's 99, but probably a little bit, at least fucking 10%, because that's how much more distance there is. So I don't know. He throws really, really fucking hard, like extremely hard. And he didn't come up as a hard thrower. I mean, he was a low 90s to mid 90s. Like he topped out in the mid mid 90s. Like that, because, you know, usually like Syndergaard was their, their gas guy. Yeah. Right? Like he was the one that was like, yeah, this guy is just going to blow you out of the fucking mm-hmm. batter's box. And he does. Well, when he's not hurt, he does. But, yeah, he's, it's, it's funny. They got two of those guys now. And to be honest, the Mets are going to look. If they can ever keep those guys on the field for 34 starts each during well, the season, that's yeah. going to be pretty goddamn interesting to see how that happens. They're in first place right now. I mean, yeah. I guess if they just hold on, they're pretty much guaranteed a game one win in the playoffs if they make it. I mean, more or less, I guess. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what those two guys have done in the postseason. Degrom hasn't been in the postseason since they lost to the Royals in the World Series, and I think mm. he was fine, but he was their number four back then. Yeah. And I mean, they have a good one. The Mets have a legitimately good one, two, three in uh, Degrom, Stroman, and Taiwan Walker. Mm. Uh, I don't know if Stroman or, or Walker's the two or the three. I can't remember, but I mean, like, it's legit. Like, they're they're not bad. And, um, you know, Lindor's sucked ass this year, but. You got to expect at some point he's going to turn it on, right? Right. Like, you can still expect moments out of him at the least. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, Pete Alonso is Pete Alonso. And it's not a bad team. The whole NL East has been dog shit. And at this point, actually, I can no longer give the NL East the excuse of like, oh, they're beating each other up. No, they're just playing shitty. Yeah, they're just bad. All right. So in five starts. Or in five games, uh, four starts, 
Syndergaard has is two and one with a one point six six ERA in the postseason. He and it should be noted he was the bigger star. Yeah, the much bigger star than Degrom. Mm. Degrom was really an afterthought. Yeah, and Degrom uh, four starts, uh, three and one record, two eighty eight ERA. So piece of shit. Neither one of these guys have trouble with the postseason. I would like to see it to be honest. I mean, I fucking hate the Mets, obviously. Yeah, but I don't really care. At the end of the day, it doesn't really affect my life who wins and loses. <laughs> but I do enjoy uh, seeing cool shit, watching great things happen. That's it's, what I like. It's kind of a fucking miracle that the Royals beat that team. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a miracle the Royals were there to beat them in the first place, yes. to be honest. I mean, that's like one of those fluky years, but that shit happens. I mean, to be honest, the, even the Angels, when they beat the Giants, they were not the better team. Like, on no. paper, certainly they weren't the better team. No. And uh, Barry Bonds was – he. they didn't win the World Series, so he didn't get the MVP, but he was the MVP of that World Series. Yeah, he was peak Bonds at that point. Yeah. Peak meaning uh, his testosterone was peaked <laughs> uh, as high as a human being's testosterone has ever been. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he that, that, was, uh, that was fun. That season was fun. But they had, like – they had great players. Yeah, you know Jeff I mean? Kent. Jeff – are you oh, talking no, the no, Angels? No. The Angels. Oh, yeah. yeah. JT Salmon, Snow, Glouse. Salmon, Glouse. I think, was Edmonds still there, or was he gone by then? Uh, I think Jim Edmonds was still there, yeah. Um, the pitching wasn't anything to write home about, to be honest. I mean... Yeah, when they're... They had, uh, Edmonds was gone. They had Finley. Was he Was he Finley on that team? I think he was. Let me check. That was 2002, right? Yeah. The fucking goddamn Vuzelas. The, the, was uh, that that year? Was no, it the that rally was the, monkey? The rally monkey oh, yeah, and was the, the, the thunder sticks, sticks yeah. or whatever. God, I hated that shit so much. It was those were yeah pretty awful. Let's see who they had pitching for them. Um, what was the shit? I want their postseason numbers. Hmm. First baseman Mike Ford traded by the New York Yankees to the Tampa Bay Rays. For $100,000. Okay. I guess that's better than a Coke machine. Yeah. Uh, Jared Washburn, mm. Kevin Apier. Apier, yeah. Um, uh, Charles, didn't Chuck Finley on the team? I'm not seeing Finley, actually. Maybe he was gone by then. Yeah. They did have K-Rod closing, or in the bullpen. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he's closing at that point. And Troy Percival in the bullpen. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's, they had, a, that's a hell of a bullpen. Yeah, right they had a pretty good bullpen there, for sure. I mean, you've got seven... Or uh, eight. Ooh, damn! Did he just go yard? Now he popped up. Uh, eight and nine were pretty much locked down with those two guys. Yeah, I mean that's two. That's one of the best relievers ever, and one of the best relievers of his generation. So yeah, not bad. And uh, should be noted, um, two out of the three Molina bro- uh, brothers. Mm. And uh, <clears throat> future. World oh yeah, Benji was on that team, wasn't he? Ben. Yeah, both. I mean, Benji and Jose were both there. Yeah. And. Uh, what do you call it? Um, future World Series MVP, David Eckstein. Yeah, I mean, he was the MVP of that World Series, right? Uh, no. Or was it with, uh, was it later on? He, he, he won the MVP. It was Troy Gloss was the, uh, mm, yeah, you're right. Was the uh, 2002 MVP. Eckstein won it with, um, won the MVP with the Cardinals in 06. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> by the way, this game that we're watching right now, uh, currently, bottom of six, two outs. Uh, Giants are up 6 0. It's in Arizona. Arizona's lost 22 consecutive uh, games on the road. 
So that at least they don't have to worry about that tonight. Yeah. Not. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. How do you lose 22 games in a row at, on of, the road? Of any kind. Yeah. You shouldn't lose 22 games in a row to left-handed starting pitchers if your lineup's all righty. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's no... Or, or all or lefty, lefty, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, there's no... That's, that's real bad. I want to look at some of the stats here just for teams. They're, they're awful. And you know what? If they're in a full-on, like, fuck it rebuild... Yeah, who cares? That's fine. Why not? But we've talked about this before, though. When these teams are in the rebuilds, mm. and I guess the road games... Just commit to it, man. Don't matter. Yeah, commit to it, one. But... The state, the the teams need to acknowledge that and be like, and make the rebuilds as fun as when they're winning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like beer prices drop by like half in yeah. the stadium. <clears throat> Just make it a fucking minor league baseball game. Be like, hey, we know the product's gonna suck dick. Mm. So here is just have as much fun as you can at the stadium. Yeah. <clears throat> and ticket prices organically drop to an extent mm. when that happens, but. Uh, I don't really think stuff like concession prices do, and it doesn't seem like they go out of their way in any other way to make it more fun. Not really. Like, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I, you would think that they would start treating it like minor league baseball because that's essentially what it is, right? I mean, it's a literal, yeah, minor league team, not and right. not even an exciting one where there's great prospects. You're yeah. just you're just trotting out like uh, the Indians in major league, yeah, just yeah. like fucking has beens trying to lose. Well, if you had. <clears throat> Wesley Snipes and Charlie Sheen on the team I would watch. Yes. Regardless of what the outcome was. And if you had uh, Randy Quaid out in the outfield by himself and Mike Dupp, I'd watch that too. Yeah. So I don't know what to tell you. Uh, the Astros, by the way, are as a team hitting 275 this year. <sighs> Fuck. Still not in first place. Next closest team is the Blue Jays. They're hitting 261. So they're hitting 14 points better than the next closest team. Hitting 275 as a team is goddamn insane. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Although their OPS is, I mean, their OPS is 797 as a team. That's also crazy. 800 OPS is good for one player. Yeah. That's fucking nuts. Uh, man, that's fucking wild. I mean, they've, they've got... Uh, 40 more hits than the next closest team. And they've, they're fucking, what, ninth in walks, too. That's wild. Oh, but I was looking to see what um, the Diamondbacks, they're hitting 233 as a team, but which is ba- kind of in the middle, to be honest. Yeah, that's not, I mean, like, yeah. The worst teams are like 220s-ish, right, usually? The Brewers are hitting 210 right now. LOL. And the Seattle Mariners, 212. Good God. But the rest of the bottom part of the league is at like 226, 230, Bre- stuff like that. The Brewers are tied for first place. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, that, that NL Central is pretty rough, too. I mean, well, they, they've had uh, Woodruff and who's the other dude? Burns? Yeah. Yeah, Woodruff and Burns have been out of, out of their minds. And Yelich is like dead. I don't know what's going on with Christian Yelich. Yeah, he's, uh, I don't know. He's one of the many reasons I haven't looked at my fantasy team in like six weeks. I haven't even looked. I'm done with that shit. Because everybody I had was hurt yep. for the first like four uh, weeks of the season. So My, uh, uh, my top two <clears throat> outfield picks were Yelich and Marcelo Zuna. Mm, mine, my two, top two picks were Yelich Oh, and, here's fly ball dropper, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah, Pavin Smith. Or Pavin, maybe? Pavin is... Either way, it's fucking stupid. That name enrages me. Yeah, you're, you should fucking give up, dude. <laughs> Just give up. You're a ginger, and you've got a stupid name, and you're in Arizona? 
That's, like, why would you even let yourself exist as a ginger in Arizona like that? No, you can't. No. I was in Arizona. For Every my- time I go there, I'm like, man, fuck this. I'm wearing a hoodie. It's like a thousand degrees outside. And people are like, why are you wearing a hoodie? I'm like, because I don't want fucking cancer, asshole. Yeah. The, when me and my wife went there for our baby moon, just literally just sit by a pool for Don't like say days. baby moon like it's a fucking thing that you're trying to get added to the lexicon. That is not a <laughs> word, and we're not going to be using it. Yeah, you really got to stop that, right? Yeah. No, it's, you could say we were there on vacation or anything, any other word but that. But I'm not going to accept you saying <laughs> that word. Not what, a fucking chance. What makes you angrier, Pavin or Baby Moon? Uh, I mean, I guess it, probably Pavin if I had to look at the guy's face when I'm saying it. <laughs> it's a culmination of all the fucking shortcomings that his family has, right. have had, right? The fucking skin, the hair, the stupid face, the stupid name. And he's left-handed. Are you kidding me? He's an abomination. Fuck out I mean, me. I'm left-handed, but well, abomination. I hit left-handed. Yeah, I same. hit right-handed too, but I hit—I do hit left-handed. See, that was a good hit right there. That's how look you beat at, the shift. Look at Pavin, just fucking getting it. Is he—is he trying to stretch it? Wow. What is that fucking throw? Who is that? Barry Bonds out there, back from the <laughs> yeah. dead, shittily throwing a ball back in. That—that that, <clears throat> does this just go back to uh, what literally every single person is saying about the fundamentals being absolute yeah. dog shit? Yeah, it might. I mean, that, that was a good fundamental job of going the yes. other way uh, against the shift, for sure. He, By the way, if you want to talk about, this is really interesting, actually, uh, why the Diamondbacks suck so bad. Their ERA is 529. <laughs> I don't know what their defense is, but if it's not great. What we, then the, is it what we've seen? Yeah. If, if it's not amazing, if their defense isn't amazing, then they're probably giving up more like six runs a game on average. Yeah. That's their average game. Yeah. So if they come out and throw a shutout, the next day they're giving up 12, God damn it. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're not going to win games like that. It's fucking retarded. But the Orioles have the second worst, and they have uh, fucking John Means, right, who's thrown a no-hitter. He's having a great year. Like 228 yeah, but- ERA, that's the top of the fucking rotation for them. And then that, uh, who's the other guy? Uh, there's one other dude that was having good success, but I think he's hurt now. Pavin just hurt himself with a slight jog at first. <laughs> yeah, the other guy for the Orioles is out, so I guess that's why they're struggling now, too. Because they have Zimmerman, Matt Harvey, Jorge Lopez, and Keegan Aiken. Well, they have Matt Harvey's corpse. You know what's actually fucked up that I didn't realize? They all have like four, four and a half to five ERAs each, by the way. Yeah. You know what's fucked up that I didn't realize, by the way? Harvey? Seems like a million years ago he was great. Yeah. Same age as DeGrom. Yeah, that's wild. Was he like 29? Uh, like 30, 31. 31. Yeah, I thought that dude was going to be a Hall of Famer, to be honest. The first couple of years out, he had a fucking live fastball. It moved. He could control it pretty well, but he didn't control it so well that it was predictable. He was a little – he was wild, but not wild in the strike zone, so it was unpredictable for the hitter sometimes. He looked like he was going to have a really good career, but he's – he got the yips. Well, and, uh, yeah, he did. And, I mean, like, New York was obsessed with him. when they call him the Dark Knight or something like that? Yeah. That was his nickname? I mean, they loved him. Uh, tell me, is Gossman – Gossman's not going to – oh. Well, man, this ballpark Yeah, that's Yeah, uh, that's gone. Is that – Oh, nope. damn, dude. That fucking – you ball, can't hit a home yeah, run there. This, what is this asshole doing? This, you should have been standing on home plate by now. Yeah, that ballpark holds everything. For fuck's sake, neither one of those runners, or I'm sorry, neither one of the fielders, the right fielder or the center fielder, was within 20 feet of that ball, and somehow Pavin or Pavin Smith wasn't able to score on a ball that was hit Dude, 415 that's, feet. That's that base running. That's the base running shit we talked about like that two weeks ago. That was fucking terrible. That was awful. Like, you know, why, is he standing there staring they at the ball? They weren't even close You've to got that the, ball. No, it's not even close. And he's only like, t- what? He's not what even halfway. F- what the 
fuck? Look, and they're talking about it on the broadcast, too. This guy is fucking stupid. Not only can he not catch a fucking fly ball, but he doesn't know how to tell. Maybe he needs his eyes checked. Do gingers have bad eyes? Actually, Josh Hamilton went through that. Remember they gave him those special contact lenses? Yeah. Like, people with blue eyes or light eyes in general have problems seeing the sun sometimes. He also threw that fan short. Oh, uh, yeah, Hamilton? Yeah, yeah, he murdered a guy. Uh, yes, Hamilton did kill a guy. Um, I, I have uh, pretty light blue eyes, and I don't mean, like, pretty light blue eyes. Like, oh, yeah, they're pretty light. Like, they're pretty, comma, light. Yeah. Um, well, either way. Uh, I... Bright light is awful for yeah, me. Like when same. I walk out in the sun, like Very I have to have photophobic. Sun- yeah, yeah, I have to have sunglasses on like all the time. Yeah, I mean that's of course that's how it works. Why wouldn't it? Um, but yeah, man. So P- Pavin has cost them like materially two runs so far in this game. Yes, like I feel like you can run all the the metrics and all that shit. But there should also be somebody like an official scorer at the game that says, you just cost the team a run right there and mark right. that shit down. Yeah. I think that would be a very fucking useful tool to have. Agreed. There you go. Oh, wow. What are you what doing? Is fuck? that Brandon Crawford? Oh, that's not Crawford. Who is that? Dubon? Who? Uh, Crawford must have the day off. Yeah, that was awful. You don't, by the way, uh, who's the Giants manager right now? Because uh, Bochy retired. Yeah. I forget who it is. Uh, it is Gabe Kapler. Gabe Kapler, interesting. Wow, I did Gabe not Kapler, realize that. He, he managed uh, a couple teams. He managed Phillies. the Red Sox or the Phillies. Yeah, played he, for the Red Sox. Doesn't he pee pee on his hands or like jack off all the time or something? What is it? Yeah, how do you think he keeps his tee up? Oh yeah, he beats off constantly. So do I. No, but, like but not he, for that reason. Right. I just do it because I'm bored. He doesn't do it recreationally. But he's Gabe Kapler is a fucking. He he might be the strongest Jew on earth. To be honest, for sure on the gas. <laughs> have you seen? Have you seen that motherfucker, man? He is jacked as fuck and has been his entire career. Anyways, uh, the reason I brought up who the manager is because he's a fucking bad manager. Because you don't take out your best defensive player that's a middle infielder when your number one guy's on the hill. You don't do it. Yeah, you never ever do that, even if it gets a shitty Diamondbacks team. And that's the reason you don't do it right there. You stupid fuck. Yeah, that could go from an out to a rally. Yeah. In, in no time. Still no outs. Gossman kind of laboring now. Yeah. Although he should have had, uh, well, he should have let up a run. So he, there, he should have already sh- given up a run, yes. Absolutely. But, so essentially a little bit of karma there, I guess you could Maybe. say. Um, Maybe. But the way it unfolds has a physiological effect on the pitcher. These are what John Smoltz refers to as hard innings. Yeah. Right? Stress pitches, I think he calls them. Like it, you could throw 100 pitches in a game, but if you're working your game the whole time, and you're not under a lot of stress. There aren't runners on second, third the yeah. whole time. It doesn't really matter. Like, it affects you differently, and he's right about that. Oh, what I was going to ask you is, is Gossman pitching out of the stretch right now? Because it's a quick leg kick, but it's still yeah, a well, pretty full leg kick. Here, Let me see. Yeah, here, here, I mean, it's, it looks full, but it's quick. Like, look at this. It's not like a short step. He's about to go. Hmm. Interesting. And he was doing that with just Pavin on first. Yeah, well. now, now I want to see him from the windup again, but I don't know if we will because it's the top of the seventh. Yeah. Um, ooh, it's close. When it's Gossman on the hill, you're going to get that call. But I, I think he held up, to be honest. Anyways, yeah, let's see this. 
All right, so he got the K on that one, trying to work out of the jam. They're going to give him the seventh, I think, barring a nightmare. Barring, I guess, a ba- I, actually, if this guy gets a base hit, uh, I would guess they might pull Gossman. Is there somebody in the fucking bullpen? Uh, you know what? I don't know. They haven't showed the bullpen, so maybe there's fucking not. Maybe they're just maybe Kapler's just giving Gossman the whole seventh. Yeah, maybe. Um, he's he's only throwing eighty pitches. Yeah, and he's up six one. It's the Diamondbacks, but you never know. Stuff can get out of hand. I mean, this guy grounded to a double play last time. Let's see. Show the pitch. Yeah, that's uh, a balk, by the way. That what he's doing right there. Yeah, you have to be set for a full one count, full one second. He keeps tapping his foot to get comfortable and then pulls back up. That's the way he gets in rhythm, but that is a balk. But is it like the Quato thing where it's like a yeah. balk, but it's not? If they, well, I mean, it's, it's only a balk if they call it, first of all. But, yeah, the ump- umpires do. Here he goes again. Tap, yeah. tap, tap. That time he waited a little bit longer. But I think the fact that he isn't, it isn't the same amount of time every single pitch is why it's a balk. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it's like those guys that turn their entire bodies around to look at first base and then come back and come set, that's a fucking balk. You can't do that shit. And I don't know why it's allowed, to be honest. Is it just because like, they're the, like... The rule book says you can't do anything to intentionally deceive the hitter. Yeah. But then there's a lot of additional stuff in there. Like you can't uh, fake a throw to first base, for example, whereas you can to third, first and third. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't fake a pitch home, obviously. Uh, there's a lot of specific balk rules that don't just fall under that umbrella. And I think that's... If a guy's tapping his front foot like that to get in rhythm... Right. You're as a hitter, you're trying to time him up as well. So if he changes this every single time and he probably does. Right. It's the same as uh, as ooh, he ripped that ball. Yeah. yeah, he's he's a little wild in the strike zone now. They got to get him out of here. Yeah. And I mean, Peralta is a good hitter. Uh, he's a little he's not having a great year this year, but I mean, he's he's got the kind of pedigree of like he's a fairly dangerous guy. Yeah. I think he's got uh, probably another batter or two here. Um, <clears throat> anyway. Yeah, if. if it's like when a guy's pitching from the stretch and he alternates between the slide step and the leg kick, right? Yeah. Like, that's intentionally to keep the, the runner off balance, but neither one of those things is something that puts the runner in danger of being picked off. Right. Or puts the hitter in danger of not being able to tell when the pitch is coming. It's different when you're rocking back and forth like that. I think that's a balk. So like it. the reason I was asking about the stretch, too, is I kind of think that's another thing that's going to fade out a little bit. Right. As the running game dies? Maybe. I mean, I think the, the focus on different types of deliveries from the stretch might, right? But if, you know, if you're a base runner, if you're a, if you're a fast guy especially, and you see it start to change, oh. that is Josh Reddick. When did he get traded over here? I don't know. But that, he, was he playing? He does yes, not. that was him. Wow. It was him and Paven Smith or whatever, however you say that stupid fuck's name. We should not. We should intentionally mispronounce it. To be honest, yeah, call, shithead Smith. <laughs> Fuck you. He's probably a, a super nice guy too. Most baseball players are actually. Yeah, he, he's probably pretty. Ooh, man, that was a good fucking changeup right there. Josh Reddick swung as hard as any human being has ever swung at yeah. anything, and he didn't even come close to hitting he, that he ball. He was. He was trying to make it a game. Interesting that they're. Letting Gossman lay. I mean, he's just he's been so efficient that they might as fucking well, right? Like he's at eighty six pitches. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you know, there's a f- another good fucking changeup. Yeah. His changeup has certainly been on today. So yeah. He's, he's that controlled was, it pretty well too. That wasn't a good at bat by Reddick though either. Well, Reddick doesn't have a lot of good at bats to be honest. I mean, he can 
if he can square the ball up, he can hit it a long way. He's had seasons where he's had, you know, 20 home runs, I believe. I think he's been a 30 home run guy before. Uh, he may have gone up to 28, 29, 30 at some point, but typically speaking, he's a 15 to 20 guy. He's currently at zero. <laughs> <laughs> well, that might well, be because he the, changed leagues, too. He's in the kind of uh, sunset of his career. Um, let me he see did hit here. 32 once with Oakland in 2012. So he was, he was one of those dudes that Oakland, like, grabbed. Yeah. You know, but he by came, the way, didn't he come up with Oakland? No, he came up with Boston, mm. but he didn't play much. Yeah. And then he, Oakland got him out of the bargain bin, uh, taught him to elevate the ball. Mm-hmm. And then he hit 32 home runs once. But he's, he's more of like a 15 homer guy. He, yes. He's, he's most known for uh, not necessarily his fielding, but he has got a cannon of an arm. Yeah. Uh, and was really helpful to the A's in that regard. But, uh, man... Wasn't he in right when the Astros won at all? He he was on the Astros when they won. Yeah, I, think I don't know if in, he was in right field because Springer would Springer have been was in right center. Field. I think was, it, was he playing center? Yeah, then? I think so. Hmm. Maybe. I mean, he's he's. I, I, it wouldn't be surprising if he had been a defensive replacement, even if he wasn't uh, yeah. in the starting lineup, because he is an exceptional exceptional defensive player. By the way, the year that Reddick hit thirty two home runs, this is why I love the A's because mm. they're just like we need you. To do one thing. Yeah. Literally only one. I guess two things with his arm. 32 home runs, Mm. 85 RBIs, 11 stolen bases, 108 WRC+. 108? 108. So not even all-star level. No. You hit 32 home runs. 32 home runs. Like, you've got to try to not be an all-star if you hit 32 home runs. Yeah. Although he may have been an all-star. Oh, no. You're talking about the... 2012. On 2012? Yeah. Hmm. He may have been an all-star that year. It wouldn't surprise me, but he didn't get on base that's, at all. That's really stupid. But he's not, I mean, shit. How, how's that work, though? To the fucking A's. That's all they care about is getting on base, or at least at that point. Right. Hmm. He was, uh, I think... He got he got a gold glove in 2012. I know that. Yeah. Um, not surprised by that. Oh, that was his only one. Too. And he did. He was not an all star. Never, never was an all star. But he was an Oakland day. <laughs> so when are they ever gonna? Well, who was on the? T- let's look up the 2012 all star team. That would have been the all star game in Kansas City. That was Chippers last year. Okay, so here are the starters. <clears throat> uh, Verlander pitched. Mike Napoli, Prince Fielder, Robinson Cano, Adrian Beltre, Derek Jeter. And then the outfielders were uh, Josh Hamilton, Curtis Granderson, and Jose Bautista. DH was David Ortiz. He certainly wasn't starting ahead of any of those people. Fuck no. That was peak Bautista. Mm. Granderson's a little... Actually, that was when Granderson was probably hitting like 30 with the Yankees because of the hitting, tiny little stadium. No, this is when he was still with Detroit. So he was hitting 30 home runs and also like 15 triples a year sometimes. No, Granderson was on the Yankees for that. Mm. Yeah. I'm looking at his face right now. He was wearing a fucking... In 2012? Oh, yeah, he did move over. So he hit that year, 2012, uh, 43 home runs... 106 RBI. Yeah. He but only a, hit 232. Holy he shit. took advantage of that stadium for sure. Well, uh, let's see. I'm looking at the other outfielders uh, that Reddick didn't get past. Adam Jones, Mike Trout, obviously. Shit. 
that was Mike Trout's uh, second year to how he wasn't a, I guess nobody knew who he was. Right. Yeah. That year at 2012, Mike Trout hit uh, 30 home runs, stole 49 bases, hit 326. <laughs> Come on, man. Fuck out of here. Just dog shit. Um, let's see. Mark Trumbo was on that team. That was the only other outfielder. I mean, shit. Trumbo hit like 34 that year, I think, didn't he? Let's see, 2012. Yeah, he had a really good year that he year. Had 32. He had 34 the next year. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense. That sucks that you have your only good year when everybody else has good years. <laughs> right. Because there have been years where dudes have led the league in home runs with like 36 home runs. Like, yeah. not that long ago, like in the 80s and 90s, even. Yeah. I honestly, uh, there's a couple uh, shitty years for home runs in the mid 2000s. Mm. Uh, kind of like right after the steroids, I feel like they just depressed the shit out yeah. of it. Uh, well, Goss- boom, Goss- squared that one up. Gossman more or less got out of that. Yeah, he gave up two runs. Uh, we'll see what. Ha- I don't know. If, I don't think he will come back out after a stress inning like that. Why would you bring him out? Yeah. Maybe if he had a shutout going. But what's the point? Right. Uh, and honestly, whatever. Your your bullpen can handle two innings. Yeah, you would think. Well, there's they're the number one team in the league, so. You don't do that without a good bullpen. Typically. Yeah. I mean, they have to. They, I don't know what else they would do. Yeah, Wilmer Flores is up. I mean, this game's... Anything can happen. It's, you know, baseball. But yeah. this game feels pretty in hand. Yep, it sure does. Uh, there was one more thing I wanted to ask you about uh, before we go, and that was the, um, the text to the sticky supplier. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what this guy's deal is. I so I didn't realize this, so you guys don't know. Um, Sports Illustrated, I found, I saw this on Sports Illustrated's Instagram. There's a one guy who makes all the sticky shit for pitchers mm-hmm. to put on their balls, and he was getting number or getting texts from like a ton of names you know. Right. Uh, Garrett Cole texted him. I was one. <laughs> this is my favorite one actually. Uh, <laughs> Garrett Cole texted him. I was wondering if you could help me out with this sticky situation. Winky emoji. Winking emoji. Uh, and then he said, the stuff I had last year seizes up when it gets cold. Can you come up with or do you have a mix uh, that will play better in cold weather? Right. And to, just to, to be clear, I believe that the league knows that this has been going on. Yes. Like my understanding, because we've heard some from some people who have talked to people in the league, and one of the things that was said from one of these administrators, or at least through a third party, was that <clears throat> they're trying to figure out a way to help pitchers grip the ball better without it increasing spin rate. Yeah. That you, but that's not going to – Well, I don't know how you do that. This spin rate situation has amplified in the last, like, two, three years, right? Yeah. They've always been using grip stuff. Right. But now they're just using it in a different way. So how do you allow them to use it without them using it in that way specifically? Right. I don't know. Do you just have a limit like pine tar? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, that, that would make the most sense to me, right? Like You, you can have a little bit, but... I mean, I would ask the, um, <clears throat> the, the, the thing they're trying to avoid is slowing the game back down, yeah. right? Like oh. have the umpire having to check people's fucking hands and shit all the time. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you this. When I was watching that first inning in the 96th NLCS last night, mm-hmm. uh, Ron Gant, who played on the Braves prior to He was in Cincinnati that, at that point, right? No, he was, in the, he was on the Cardinals. Oh, that's right, yeah, Cardinals. Uh, prior, or he played for the Braves prior to that. Ron Gant, on the first ball thrown by Tom Glavin, mm-hmm. made the umpire check the ball. Hmm. 
people used to do that to Mike Scott and Nolan Ryan on those 80s Astros teams a lot, too. Nolan Ryan would, uh, they're like on the horseshoe part of the seams. Yeah. There would, there's this mysterious sandpaper groove all the time, right? He used it to throw a curveball, and his curveball fucking sucked still, right? <laughs> so it, it probably didn't matter that much for his career, but if he had known about spin rate back then, I mean, I don't know what the fuck you would have done if Nolan Ryan was able to locate his pitches. Right. Like, that would have just been the end of it. Instead of just hucking yeah. heat. Although some people say the wildness helped him. He tells the story in his autobiography, actually, about the state championship game he pitched when he was 17. Is this like a Bull Durham situation? Kind of, yeah. But it was he, – he, he, the first guy that came up to the plate, he hit him in the arm, broke his arm. Second guy came up, hit him in the ribs, broke his fucking ribs. They're both out of the game. Uh, everybody else for the rest of the game, he either walked or struck out. Yeah. That sounds right. Because he was throwing 100 miles per hour in, in high school already. Same like, uh, uh, what's his name? Josh, uh, the fuck, for the Marlins. Johnson? Nope. Way back in the day. Beckett? Beckett. Yeah. I, I played against him in high school. He threw 100 miles per hour in front of my face. Yeah, fuck that. Like, I didn't bat against him, but I saw him pitching to people in high school, and I was throwing, like, 94 then. Yeah. I thought I was hot shit. This dude's throwing 100 in high school. I'm like, we had a, a dude on my eighth grade baseball team who had uh, failed eighth grade the previous year and so had to retake it. And he was already a big guy, already strong, like a guy you didn't want to like get in a fight on the playground yeah. with or whatever. And so he was one of our pitchers on the baseball team. And he was also he's, – he was hilarious, but he was kind of a fucking dick. But it's, it was funny when he wasn't being a dick to you. Mm. Uh, literally, the, uh, he could throw – Way hard. I mean, he was a year older. And right. at that, that point, a year older makes a difference. <laughs> yeah. He would intentionally usually hit the first batter of the game. I did to, it a lot, too. Just to, to scare the shit out of the other kids. Yeah, I did, I did that quite a bit <laughs> when I was pitching in high school. I threw, like, four no-hitters in high school for that reason, actually. Right. Because I would very frequently, not necessarily the first guy, and I would never hit, like, the number three or four hole hitter either because I think that's bad form. Like, right. That's, that, to me, that is removing some of the competitive advantage they have in the yeah. game. And I, I just felt that that was unethical to do that. But if like leadoff hitter or like somebody at the lower part of the order, every now and again, I would either throw one like bull Durham style. Yeah. I would hit the bull or yeah. I would fucking rock somebody, but I hit them in like the ass or something. I hit them in the butt or the lower part of the abdomen, not in the rib cage. The right. rib cage is like you, especially a dude that doesn't know how to turn into the ball and let it glance off your fucking push up muscle right there. Your yeah. belt. Man, you, you can break ribs pretty easy. Like a direct impact where the ball just hits and stops like that, you can break ribs really easy. And I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I was right. just trying to not have them lean out over the fucking plate because I threw a pretty wicked fucking slider, and I wanted them nowhere near that thing. <laughs> that, was my, that was my plan. It worked out for the most part. It was a good time. Conversely, in my first ever at bat where uh, uh, kids were pitching, drilled right on the fucking ankle, mm. and it uh, – just was all downhill from there. Yeah, I actually fucking, uh, <clears throat> I had a lot of injuries in high school, probably because I was doing a lot more stupid shit than I was athletic shit. Uh, I, I fucking strained and tore uh, opposite hamstrings at the same time, basically. Tight. Yeah, no. Sounds fucking Well, fun. it was tight after that. I never really stretched them <laughs> back out after that. I didn't do any real rehab. I just kind of let yeah. it go. And that showed back up once I joined the Army. <laughs> that was not fun. But, uh and then I had something called dead arm syndrome, which is where for n no real apparent reason, some of the tendons that are supportive of your shoulder get loosened up 
yeah. it's not permanent. You just have to do like a long rehab to re- It's like you do arm kegels. Basically, yeah. It's like if you have a back injury and you tighten up your core and to help out. I had to do all that stuff, and the insurance was going to pay for it. I was actually coming to Houston to James Andrews' place yeah. to fucking do rehab and shit. And I was like, man, I don't want to fucking play professional baseball. Fuck this shit. Like, what am I going to do? Go play baseball? <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. I mean, I, I, it's fun, and I still love it, obviously, but I wasn't going to do that shit. And it's a good thing, too, because if things had worked out and I'd had that much uh, money, at 19, I would be dead. Like 100% dead. You fucking Does fuck that- Josh Hamilton. <laughs> God, what a, hey, an- I mean, look, Daryl Strawberry and Dwight Gooden didn't, didn't die. That's a high bar to clear. That's true, and they were in New York, too. Yeah, in the 80s. So, but Len Bias. True. He was in Boston. Maybe Boston just sucks at doing drugs. No, he, he didn't leave Boston yet. He was still in College Park, Maryland. Oh, that's true. He was in and Maryland. that is the worst place on earth. It's one of them, yeah. Yeah, you there's a shortcut you can take through Baltimore to get to uh, the east side of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Right? If you're driving on 95 to go north, you can just cut through this little part of Baltimore and go on up. But you don't want to do it uh, during the day. Or, I'm sorry, during the night. Because at night, it's the fucking wire out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like three-year-olds selling crack and shit. Like, all right, cool. I've never been to Baltimore, but I, my visit to the University of Maryland was so terrible. Baltimore is actually not that bad, to be honest. Most of it. It's like any other city. And the Giants get run back there. Yeah. Oh, actually, no. this guy's slow as shit. Yeah, he is really slow, but that's a terrible throw. Good Lord. What are these Four ar- bounces? What are these fucking noodle arms in the outfield? Well, at least he's in left field. Yeah. That's outrageous. Yeah. Uh, that's all I got for today, though. Yeah. Yeah, I'm done with this. And fuck you guys, too, at home. Uh, fuck everyone. Giants probably going to put this away. I don't know if Gosman's coming back out, but whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but I doubt he's... I doubt he's going to come back out, but they're definitely going to win this game. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried about them. Uh, you could mark down the Diamondbacks for a 23 loss. Mark it eight, dude. No, yeah. this is, uh, this is uh, uh, 20, yeah, 23, yeah, 23 straight. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking incredible. Oof. 23 straight. Remember that dude for the Mets that lost like 26, they, the team lost 26 consecutive starts. He was, it was a 93, I think. Oh, I was, I was going to just guess that was DeGrom, to be honest. No, no, it was a black dude. I can't remember his name. Most consecutive losses starting pitcher. It was Cliff Curtis. Oh, no, it's Anthony Young. I'm sorry. Ah. Yeah, Anthony Young. Black dude played for the uh, Mets at the time. He lost 27 consecutive decisions. That's fucking brutal. (sighs) Man. That's actually impressive he got to have 27 in a row. Well, those early 90s Mets were really bad. They were really bad. That that was post kind of... They were great in the That 80s. was after Doc and Daryl and everybody left. Yeah. And before Jeff Kent and any of those guys shut up, showed up. Yeah, yeah, In the yeah. later part of the, the decade. Yeah, I mean, the, the late... I mean, they got good again. The late, the late 90s men. Kent, Piazza, like they Ray were Ray yeah. yeah. It was, it was, they were good in the late 90s. Yeah. They got uh, light. They had lighter and Hershiser. Yeah. Yeah. No, they were good in the late good 90s teams. for sure. Anyways, uh, see you guys in Yep. Yeah.